one and all, you have found Movies in 4K, episode 91. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And the co-host there is going to lead us right in with a fun fact. The lead star in this movie is a qualified pilot, and he did all his flying in this movie. That is interesting, Lady Phantom, because you didn't tease the main star. I have not. I'm wondering if people know that fact, but let's get this one rolling. From 2017, we are covering American Made. It's rated R, runs a little under two hours, listed in four genres, action, comedy, crime, and drama. That's fine. Drama, I don't know. I'm not sure about drama. I'm not sure about action. uh, (laughs) It does have action, though. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily look for it in the action department at a store, but it does have action. I think it has more drama than action. Oh, let's keep them there then. Keep them all? All right. This one's directed by who? Doug Lyman. You know this guy? Yes. He was also the director of a few mainly action flicks like Edge of Tomorrow, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Jumper, and The Born Identity. Okay, this one stars who? We only got a few big leads, right? Yes, mainly Tom Cruise, Dom Hal Gleason, and Sarah Wright. And Tom Cruise is the pilot you're talking about? Yes. Okay, what's that synopsis say? The story of Barry Seal, an American pilot who became a drug runner for the CIA in the 1980s, in a clandestine operation that would be exposed as the Iran-Contra affair. Yeah, that's pretty good. A lot more happens in this, twists and turns things, but for a little synopsis, that works. This film starts with the wording based on a true story, and I think most Americans would know this story, especially because Ollie North was so huge in this court appearance that happened during this time with the iran contra stuff but we lead in with tom cruise he's a twa pilot and he is leading a mundane life i'd like to call it they show him just going to canada and stuff and greeting passengers and he's bored yeah and they show him Like, they give us a little tease, I think, of his future behavior because he sees that the co-pilot is asleep and everybody's sleeping because the flight is in the middle of the night. And he goes and does a maneuver with the plane to wake them up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the co-pilot is all startled and everything, but it's a really cool thing to see, actually. And this actually ties a little into the Phantom and... I'm curious on her take, her father and some of her brothers are pilots. And would you ever say that they were mundane or like bored of what they were doing? 
because this little montage has him just flying planes for TWA, which is a great job, but just being tired and lethargic. And would you say that that is anything you've seen in your life? No, mainly because, I mean, my dad and my brothers, they loved that. They loved flying, especially my dad and my late brother. They used to love being pilots. So everything that was around that life, they really, really loved. They enjoyed going to other cities and checking into rooms because here he's just like tired of it is what they're showing. Yeah, that's what they're showing. But I think in this movie, it goes more to his personality. Like he wants something else. It's not that he doesn't like flying or anything. It's just that he wants something more. Yeah, he's not content at all. Exactly. So what happens is he starts smuggling in cigars on yeah. the side. Yeah, that's the way it starts. Like, they don't even tell you. They they just show him, like, you know, like putting a, away a box here and there. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's earning a little extra money on the side. And his wife in this movie, who is Sarah Wright, which I'd never seen before. She's a blonde woman. Yeah. She, I saw her before in a movie called the house bunny but i didn't know until i looked it up because it's it's like a 2007 thing i mean it's like a long time ago <laughs> funnily enough but i wouldn't remember her not really she has i think she has been in other tv stuff but she's not very well known by no means you get the feel in the beginning of this movie that they're on the way out they're really not connecting and He's exhausted every time he comes home from flying. Mm -hmm. And he's almost non-existent. Yeah. And he's, I wouldn't say a playboy, but sort of like when he's out, they didn't really go in that he had a fling or anything, but he's got the eye, I would say. And he's not totally into his wife. Yeah, and I would dare say that that was probably done specifically for the movie because I read that actually the real guy was nothing like Tom Cruise. He was fat. He was actually called the fat one in Spanish, El Gordo. Like That's the way the the cartels called him. Like he was... Right, well, this movie's not a biography by no means. This is just based on this guy. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of extra stuff probably that never happened in this and even the way things happened probably isn't the case because as one of the genres is comedy now okay from here we get domnell gleason coming in who i really like this guy first time i ever seen him was that robot movie ex machina right and he's really good like i really buy his performances and this was a 4K, but he's got the brightest reddish orange hair that <laughs> yes. I never noticed before because Ex Machina was a dark movie. Yeah. And yes. even though we had it on 4K, it wasn't one of the better ones rated. And wow, it's super bright. Like he yes. stands out like a sore thumb if he's walking <laughs> down the street. Yeah, well, that, I think that also has a little to do with some of the filters used in some parts of the movie. You think but so? Yes. It wasn't that bright. 
Yeah, because there were other scenes in where the color was toned down in general and his hair is still like strawberry blonde, like very red, but still not that punchy red. But I mean, yeah, he has beautiful red hair. Yeah. All right. So he just shows up while Cruz is on a stop and says, ah, you've been smuggling some cigars. And he's very elusive, this thumbnail guy. And he works for the CIA and he basically coerces Cruz to working for the government by taking pictures in a plane they got this modified jet that has cameras all over it and they want him to fly to central american countries and just take pictures of the drug lords where they're making cocaine and all sorts guerrillas of things. Guerrillas also. Right. It's, at this point, it's mainly guerrillas and, and uh, like soldiers in other places to see where they are and everything. Right. This does start in the 70s. Yeah, 77, I think. Something like that and leads up into the mid-80s. And it really feels that, surprisingly, with how clear this image is on this disc. Okay, so he starts working for them... And he's getting shot at going to Nicaragua (laughs) and Guatemala. And this is a major criticism to me in this movie is it's very lighthearted. This was a very serious time in the drug war that Reagan started, basically. And it's very whimsical, Lady Phantom. Yeah, it's like it tells you the main things that happened but it shows cartoons it shows like well just his attitude barry seal's attitude yeah he's very like when when dumbhill gleason is there telling him i mean you said he, he gets coerced which is true because they said you know what if or he says if you don't accept then that will be a problem and coming from the cia that's bad but it's not like he had a very very hard time convincing him either like tom cruise or his his character barry he has a very yeah why not let's do it attitude throughout the movie so it's very light-hearted in that way right and there is actual news footage and stuff in this yes. film that you get glimpses of all during the film actually it just shows you what's going on in the country the problem and basically they got this guy that nobody knows who he is and doing all these missions and domnail gleason the cia guy gets rewarded for it like they're all ecstatic that he's getting all this photography yeah (laughs) that's you know right there on the action that shows the locations where they're making the drugs where the gorillas are and everything Mm mm-hmm yeah, and I got this feel, I don't know if you did too, that it was like Don Gleason, his character, was getting all the credit. Right. But it's like they, they weren't quite sure how he was getting That's this. That's absolutely true. That is a key part of the thing. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise's character, Barry Seal, is under wraps. Nobody knows this guy, who he is, where all the information's coming from. It's more like it was only available to 
the CIA guy, a a higher up here and there, but it wasn't known throughout. This is when Barry Seal is wanting more money. He's like, I'm not making money. He can't support his family. Still at this point, his family's a little on the way out. And the CIA guys, well, you'll find a way. Like, he's not offering them more money. He can't give them more money is what I felt. Yeah, it's it's like if I give you more money, I have to justify it somehow. And then that would be a problem. So then we find Tom Cruise or Barry getting shot at, as he has been many times before. But in this case, his plane actually crashes onto the ground. And he, I mean, the the cartels are there. And that's the first little twist. Exactly. And uh, he finds a way to get more money right there. Yeah, I think we can say it, Lady Phantom, because I don't think it's a spoiler. Who does he come across? (laughs) He just happens onto, you know, the drug lords of the Medellin cartel. I mean, Pablo Escobar is right there. And some guy called Ochoa and some other guy. And the they, leaders. Uh-huh. And they say, you know what? Let, I mean, you are ours right now. So what you're going to do, because you're doing this, is you can go on taking your pictures, but we are giving you cocaine and you have to smuggle it into the United States. And he goes and says, all righty then. <laughs> right. And... They know who this guy is. They yes. have the information. They know what he's been doing. They know his name. They know his family and everything. And he does it. He yeah. starts smuggling and becomes a multimillionaire. Let's just put it that Yeah, way. because they, they pay him what? Like $1,000 per... 2000 per kilo. 2000 per kilo. And he's taken hundreds of pounds each trip. Exactly. All right, so we go on with this. This is when he starts connecting with his wife. There's a few sex scenes, nothing graphic or anything. And she starts popping out a few kids and stuff. But Mm -hmm. she's happy. They're happy. He's having to hide money, dig ground and put it underground and put it in closets because he's making so much money. And one thing that comes along with this right at the same time is um how to word this lady phantom is domnell gleason the cia is now shifting his responsibilities because they want more out of him and they need the contras to fight against the gorillas yeah and they want him now to shuttle guns to yeah these to bring locations. them guns exactly, and he doesn't get a choice in this either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and there's another twist in here with that, but this guy has a lot going on, Lady Phantom. He's yeah. working for a lot of different people, and he's getting suckered into this, but he's gaining rewards for doing it too. Yeah, and like at this point, more or less in the movie, it starts to be like a roller coaster. So many, like he's working for, as you said, so many people, like they, okay, the guns, all right, but the Contras don't want them. So what do we do? Oh, the cartel wants them. But then, and and 
it's crazy right and there's these in-depth plans to get drugs here and then they'll be boated here or they'll be dropped in louisiana for example instead <laughs> yeah. of miami and there's another key here where the cia gives him the routes that are not covered by the dea uh-huh so he can get around all these government organizations and smuggle and do this back deal with the contras and stuff that nobody knew was going on at the time this all became apparent with the ollie north trial that was so big back in the 80s because reagan and his wife they were big on stopping drugs period that was a huge thing i can remember seeing nancy reagan in grade school with the famous line they actually show it just say no to drugs and it was played on every channel here and it was talked about in school because there was an infusion of cocaine mainly at yeah. this time period and you know what that i remember i suppose it was around that time because i mean i can't be sure because i was so little but i know that around that time that phrase became also a thing in mexico only in spanish but it's exactly like that say no to drugs di no a las drogas and it was a, a thing so it trickled down to mexico as well okay there's a few more twists lady phantom let's just gloss over it so people can get a feel of this film his wife's brother comes to live with him it's a little twist with that he's a down and out criminal basically <laughs> and he gets involved in certain ways there's more twists with all these government agencies that are after barry seal that's trying to figure it out there's problems with the cartels <laughs> everyone is after him <laughs> yes there's uh. quite a few turns in this film and it's all melancholy feeling the tonality of this movie is so off to me it's what took me out for a lot of it but it's it's looks like goofy like his acting i don't know who commanded him to act this the way the director obviously <laughs> i'm sure tom cruise has a lot of influence in this i mean he uh, is the leading man in the world right he is, he is the one of the man, top three ever he, yes he is the leading man in this movie and he's one of the i mean he's a very very well-paid actor but this is a performance of his that is not like any other that I've seen. You know, like, it's not like he and acted like himself. that's what I'm going to go after. It's a performance, and I think he had the influence on what he wanted to do. I think. I don't think I so. don't think it works in this movie. But anyway, the whole thing comes to a head here with all the agencies and finding out conspiracies and what's been going on with higher ups and stuff like that. There's a little showdown, but he ends up having to run for his life and be on the down low. And his family moves around a couple times. The CIA gave him a huge piece of property in the middle of nowhere where he can keep his planes and Tom Cruise hires other people. So there's a lot going on here. It's not too complex to follow, but there's just things coming from all different directions in this movie. Yeah, that is true. Now, 
Were you entertained with that? Yeah. <laughs> you were. Oh, I was totally into this movie. Okay, well, let's get into a few technicals. I said at first, the whole story, I knew mostly about this guy and what he had did. I didn't know the inner workings. I don't think you learn anything by watching this movie because there's so much what's the word liberation probably taken with what happened like you have no idea what this guy actually did and where and they really fine-tune it with the drugs and stuff like that and i don't know how accurate that was but it's the tonality of this film this is not serious in the least true and that bothers me because this was a pivotal time in this country and I was going through it, like I said, this was well known, especially through school. We talked about this and in history class and so many different things and current events and stuff. And it was just made to be whimsical, Lady Phantom. And yeah. I know that's what they were going for. They, It's not serious at all. And it hurts because I can't take it serious. So this is a popcorn movie. I wouldn't have wanted this to be a popcorn movie. And my other problem with this story is Tom Cruise, like we talked about, but is also the acting. He did not sell this Louisiana accent at all, Lady Phantom. It was so forced to me. Well, I can't speak to that because I'm not very savvy in like some specific accents. I liked his performance. And it was almost like he was a bumbling idiot that gets forced into these things. And even his dialogue, like he's not even taking these things serious. There's a few times with the cartel when they play jokes on him where he has a little arc. But outside of that, like I felt nothing for this guy. And I mean, he's a criminal. And yeah. you're supposed to like this guy. You want this guy to succeed is how this movie plays. And he is a downright criminal. Yes, he gets sucked in it by certain sides, but it's his own fault, in my opinion. Well, it's true. I mean, I think if you, I mean, I only have the movie to go, you know, because I had no idea of any of this. It's the first I've ever heard of all that i mean i knew about the about pablo escobar and everything because of different things we have watched and stuff but this i had no idea and yes you're right i mean he is a criminal but at the same time it shows you i think in a clever way that nobody is all good you know like even the government the cia and everything they use this guy for their ends mm -hmm. So it's not yeah, like they not are in a guilt serious free. faction. Even though Domhnall okay. Gleeson was the only serious person in this movie, funnily enough. Eh, Serious-ish, because he, he is also not completely serious all the time. But he's not popping bad dialogue no, and jokey stuff. No, he's not. But I really didn't have a problem with the tone of this movie. Ooh, because, I, I mean, it was kind of easy to follow for me. It worked for me 
you know, to to get interested in the movie and everything. And funnily enough, it's not that I wanted him to succeed. I mean, I was like, oh, what's going to happen with this guy? Because he's doing all this thing and, and double crossing people and this and that. So, I mean, I knew it wouldn't have a, a good ending, let's say, you know, like it, it wouldn't end well. And I think I, I was very, very entertained. And there's another thing they portray this guy being, and I don't know if it's fact, but he is an extremely talented pilot. Yes. And he has people that he can work with that are also talented pilots. And he's very quick-witted. Like, the cartel tells him, you're going to do this. He's like, no, that ain't going to work. I'll do it my way. You're going to do it my way. So he puts things out to the cartel that they're unaware of. And he's like, no, you can't do that with a plane. You know, there's mm-hmm. certain things that come into it. So he's not like at the whim of them either. He does have some pull because he is a knowledgeable guy when True. it comes to being a pilot and flight plans and where you can drop shipments and all sorts of things that the cartel have no idea about right so you have that on this movie but yeah to me the tonality of this movie is ridiculous i didn't like his acting i think he was forced didn't like his accent cinematography lady phantom this is a mixed bag to me i'll tell you what i liked and didn't like some of the vast plane shots were gorgeous looked great i liked how it followed some of the planes and some of the accidents some of the runways some of the way that drugs were being dropped and i really like how it was shown most of it looked totally real but then also we have this mild shaky cam that's that happens during oh it was cringing me i was like please stop this there's no tripod shot here to me. Like, it's always just a little moving when people are talking. Yeah. And that bugged me, Lady Phantom. Uh, I don't know if it really bugged me. I mean, at some point, it did feel like it was almost a mockumentary or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I you know, would and, go with that. Uh-huh. And that's the vibe I felt. It didn't really bother me, but... In certain scenes, it did become apparent, which means I noticed it, which means it was a little out of place. Well, I noticed it right up front. Like, Mm -hmm. it started from the very beginning, like, when he is welcoming on passengers and stuff. It's just shaky. Not like a found footage film, but it's just moving ever so slightly. And when there's a bunch of people standing around talking or something, it's always doing that. And I'm like, please stop this. Like, it was really bugging me. Like, I don't like that style. It was the director or DP's choice of doing that. Yeah. I don't get the reason to do it. It doesn't add anything to the movie. Maybe they thought they were creative doing it. I thought it was ridiculous, personally. Okay. All right, let's move on to the sound. I thought it was very good. Not really that much to speak of, though, is it? No, it had cool music. Yeah, it had a lot of 70s and 80s music. Yeah. A lot of repeated music, though, too. They play a couple of these old country songs like Uh three, four times. Yeah, 
And I think it, in general, the sound was very decent. I mean, oh, nothing I... that I was like, wow, this sound rocks. No, nothing like that. But it was decent. All yeah. right. Anything else, technicals? Because I'm ready. Well, I mean, I can never not say about Tom Cruise. I mean, what I one thing I really like about this guy is that, you know, if there are stunts, he will do them himself. And as I stated in the first part, or when we just started, he flew all the scenes in which planes are flying. And you can tell that they are real scenes because of the way they look. You can tell there are no green screens here. And he is amazing. He is really an amazing pilot. I read that actually there, there was a little problem or a big problem with this movie because two, par two people, part of the crew, they died in a plane accident when they were wrapping up the movie uh, because of whatever, you know. And Tom Cruise had been just in a helicopter in those same conditions that they had been, but he did it, you know, with no problem. And, uh, I mean, I think that is huge for this movie because if you, I mean, if the guy that is playing the pilot doesn't know how to fly or he can't sell those scenes, then you don't have a movie to sell. But here, I thought he did it very well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I'll go first here. This is a three out of 10 to me. Just the story arc here, the acting's nothing what I think. This is the worst movie I've seen Tom Cruise in. Personally, it's funny how great she's admiring him in this movie. I mean, him in the cockpit showing, it might be five minutes of this two-hour movie. And when they're up in the air, it's at such a wide angle. <laughs> you don't really notice anyway. But still, I mean, when you know that he's flying a plane, he's actually flying that but it plane. Doesn't I don't need to know he's flying the actual plane in a scene here and there. It didn't make me believe it more than what happens here because the movie's goofy okay it's not a serious movie it's a mockumentary i'm agreeing with you that was a good word it feels like it's a mock on all these agencies on the cartel on this barry seal guy i mean this guy was just an idiot and he becomes so rich he has mansions and he owns a town and there's no seriousness. Even when stuff gets so tense here, there's no range. I didn't feel for this guy. And I'm telling you, this movie set up for you to care for this guy. And I didn't and didn't want to. And they just took this angle that I didn't like. I was out of this movie probably in 30 minutes. I was curious to see where it went. I wanted to see more of the cartel because we've watched tons of documentaries on all the cartels in Mexico and Central America a lot. They even have a goofy nature about them, especially this Ochoa guy. And, oh man, I didn't buy him. Those actors weren't good. The guy who played Escobar wasn't good. We've seen some amazing movies or stories uh -huh. about that were oh, miles if you want to learn don't watch this movie 
<laughs> anyway, this is a three. This is a total void. It wasn't entertaining to me, and I think they took way too many liberties and played it too goofy for most. So avoid it. Okay. Well, I. It's funny because like I, I want to make mention of this. The guy that played Escobar had actually played him before in some other <laughs> yeah, well, program he didn't about look nothing like him. No, no, they went with a guy that doesn't look anything like he did. And uh, it's, you know how I'm always complaining about they not using people from the nationalities that they have to. Well, it just so happens that in this movie, this Ochoa guy is supposed to be Colombian and they went for a Mexican, whatever. (laughs) But anyway, I enjoyed this movie. I had never heard of this situation, of this person, of anything related to that And I think I did learn something, maybe not what you would expect or or I don't know, but I did learn something from this movie. I enjoyed Tom Cruise acting. I, I mean, I was into the movie and I, I, uh, recognize it has flaws because yeah, it does, but it's not a terrible movie. I am on a 6.5 and it's a rental. One thing I'm glad I just remembered to let you know out there is every time they're speaking Spanish in this, they don't pop subtitles. Maybe twice they yeah, did very it. Few and times. I had to ask the Phantom many times when he lands in Guatemala or Honduras or somebody because they don't pop subtitles and they're rattling off things so fast and tom cruise don't speak any spanish to begin with he starts learning a few words during the middle of this movie and can understand and talk very mildly during it but oh my god what a huge negative when i have no idea what these people are saying holding guns and talking behind his back that was terrible lady phantom yeah that was not good yeah i agree and you should deduct another point and a half off it for that no why? Because you could understand it. That's not fair. It's a, you know I, it's a huge negative. <laughs> uh, I'm staying at a 6.5 and rental. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the good stuff. Another Universal. And it shows. <laughs> Boy, I'm so excited. Wow. This one started with the Universal theme and then it breaks into some weird cacophony of a plane or something and we're like what's going on and it was so great and that's what i've said about universal and their logo it's amazing they begin with the with the normal one the regular one and then it's like it rewinds to the one it had in the 70s and it was so cool yeah and right up front i want to say there's scenes actual footage shown in 70s and 80s a lot of it's staticky and looked like what it did back then but other scenes you never seen it look like that before i know it's almost like they did work on some scenes i guess they did um there are a certain there are certain scenes with uh, ronald reagan when he was an actor and they looked amazing yes and they never <laughs> look like that i mean you're I talking know. back in the 40s and 50s yeah Yes, they still look like a little, you know, that it's not anything that they filmed yesterday, but it looks so Yeah, good. there's some of these coloring commercials back in the 70s and 80s. I'm like, wow, that looks impressive. But then it'll go to a snowy screen or a jaggedy screen to yeah. show the real footage. So it's actually mixed for me there. Like, I'm not 
totally for it. I, I think this disc does have a few flaws, funnily enough, Phantom. I'm curious to see what you picked up. Mm-hmm. Because they use, and this is going to creator's intent, but I think it affects the 4K a little bit. When they're outside flying and it's sunny, oh my God, I don't think I've ever seen greens. So green. Yeah. So green. It looked gorgeous, these jungles. Oh my God, it was so vibrant. And with the plane coming over the horizon and the mountains and all this greenery and trees, it was jaw-dropping, some of the scenes. Yeah, what I took from that is that I think they used a certain filter. Yes, on the other scenes. uh Uh-huh, to make it, you know, those pictures that you used to take with Polaroids and and, and cameras like that in the 70s and 80s? And they had this hue to them, like yellowish, brownish, brownish. Like, it was like a haze, not a haze, but it was like a filter. It's exact. I think it was a filter on the camera. Uh-huh. And they used this filter for many scenes. Dialogue scenes. Uh-huh. And they looked so beautiful, so full of color, so 70s, like like richly right. 70s and 80s. For a digital movie, for them to capture, it was in the 70s. And I will backtrack a bit. That's what the best of this movie, I thought, was the costuming The production and design, yeah. I bought, we were in the 70s and 80s. Phantom and I both lived through that time period. I never would have known that it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, and it goes to everything, like the way they dress and without, you know, thinking about like the without way they dress. Without in your face. Yeah, like without. Just the houses, the streets, their uniforms, their hairstyles. It, you never thought, oh, that's in your face. They showed me a Walkman. No, yeah, nothing I know. like that at all. Yes, it's like, for example, the, the wife, at some point she wears a, a dress that anyone could have been wearing in the 70s, you know, with like uh, elastic in the chest and then it goes like loose and it's very 70s but it's not like oh here's your flowery dress to show you that we are in the 70s okay and um, no it's not in your face but you can feel it's in yes, the 70s and i forget which movie months ago we covered where they showed a wall oh, first and then man. they showed it yeah that was terrible this is so natural and ornate and uh, you just buy it that they're there but in a appearance you've never seen on this 4k disc because it's so vibrant and lively now i will say you loved the filter type scenes when people are in a house or something and talking when it's not outside i wasn't a huge fan of it i mean it looked clear was it near as vibrant as when they're outside with all these beautiful colors and wide color gamut? But I'm glad you said filter, Phantom, yeah, because it's... I was searching for a word to say during this discussion, and it was just like muted, but it was absolutely a filter on the camera to give yeah. it this appearance, and it was mixed i'm not sure i liked the jarring effect of it yeah i think they must have used at least two or three different filters in this movie and uh, some scenes didn't look like they have filter at all like for example any scene with don hal gleason in his office it was completely right unfiltered cia yes yeah it was like completely normal and everything but then you had this kind of 70 ish filter at some points and then another filter that made all the colors look 
the most gorgeous I've ever seen them. And I really like that. I do. But then the scenes that happen, with, like in Domhnall Gleeson's office, they feel like they lack something because they are not that colorful. But, oh, well, I mean, I wasn't entirely a fan of that. But in general, I liked what they did with the visuals in this movie. I thought it was very creative. Okay. My other negative on this disc, Lady Phantom, is I noticed some digital noise. You did? Yep. It happened at least twice, I think three times. There were certain scenes where that digital noise came into play. And it's usually, it was during transitions, so when they were going to maybe a flight scene and landed on a dirt path or something, okay. like the transition had digital noise. And I'm like, wow, why didn't they scrub that? It happens at least twice, I think three times. We just seen this last night. But I stopped counting because I was like, wow, that's not perfect. So I was making up my mind where I was coming in on this disc. You pretty much know, if you're out there listening, you know pretty much the first 15 minutes what type of disc you're getting. So when something stands out in one way or another, like it sort of stands out like a sore thumb, it's not jarring. It wasn't like jarring that it happened because it was mild, but I'm like, "Eh, there's a little problem. Could have been the editing, could have been they missed it. But it was there. This is one of only a handful that I've noticed digital noise. Okay. Funnily enough, I didn't pick that up. You were so into the movie. I was. But, however, nevertheless, I did think that the black levels were not exactly super, super dark. There are not many dark scenes. Yes, this isn't a dark movie at all, Uh right? There's no popping in this movie. Mm, Except for the colors, not really. No, I mean where you can feel like they're coming off the screen. None of that. No, there are a few scenes that actually happen at night because this person crashes onto some place in central or south america and it's nighttime but it's not black i mean yeah, like the and sky it doesn't is not black. stay there either like uh-uh. this is not a dark movie at all even when he's in like the barn where he keeps the planes i don't know what you'd call that it's not a hangar right because it's at his residence so but like it's darker but it's never pitch black in this no. movie no there's no, always never. light there's nothing that's ever going to give you the widest contrast on here no doubt about it the wilderness scenes in the plains during the bright sunlight was amazing that's what this disc shows off yes also there are some close-ups and they look fantastic like i remember specifically a close-up of tom cruise's face and you can see every pore on this man's face and it's like wow jaw dropping and a lot of sweat also because i mean he's In he's constantly flying sweat marks yes from like, underarms and stuff like yeah that. and in his hair and everything and you can always tell you know like if his hair is dry if his hair is a little sweaty or like you can feel a lot of texture also all right move on to the sound which is a dts x track lady phantom there's some yeah missed audio dialogue to me yes 
Yeah, a little bit. And also like when, like, for example, when these people were speaking in Spanish and very, I mean. Yeah, it was funny because I asked you and you couldn't even understand them. Well, that was basically because it was literally a cacophony. Like they were just like everybody was saying something at the same time. So there was nothing that you could really tell. I could just make out words here and there, but nothing that the image that you were looking at couldn't tell you really. It was just like they were in shock or surprised or they wanted something, whatever, you know. But some missed dialogue here and there. But also at some point I was like looking around me. I was like, where is that coming from? Like, yeah, it was really good. good sounds when they're flying or there's an accident. Bass was very good on this. This is a boomy track. But the DTS is known for that. They just really produced the bass. But also it detracts because I lost some dialogue, English dialogue in this too, mm -hmm. because it was so in your face, a lot of these action scenes. So their voices weren't amplified enough at times, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Like just the mismatch there. All right. What special features we got on the disc? Alrighty, they are on the Blu-ray, and we have deleted scenes, American storytellers, Cruz and Lyman, a conversation, in the wings, shooting American Maid, flying high, and the real Barry Seal. All right, a lot on that disc. I'll go first. This is what you've been waiting for. Is this a worthy disc? Well, you shouldn't even watch this movie, in my opinion. <laughs> It's just not a good movie, and the tonality is terrible. B minus, positives and negatives. It shows some digital noise. There's some awe-aspiring scenes during the daylight. Look beautiful. I wasn't a fan of the filters. I made up my mind. The sound could have been produced a little bit better. There was a lot of surrounds. Very boomy. Lost some dialogue. It's another hit for Universal. It's a great looking disc. If you want this movie, you've seen it and you are going to buy it, buy it on 4K, B minus. Yes, absolutely. I'm also coming in with a B minus. I wish there, <laughs> I mean, it's just the way they, they handle color. It's very interesting. In some places, it works very well. But at, in some other places, it's a little bit jarring or lacking. And uh, yeah, the sound also made an impression. So I'm also saying B minus, but, and I also say it's worthy. And since I do like the movie, <laughs> if you're going to buy it, definitely do it in 4K. All right, let's get out of here with some ending music. For Lady Phantom, I'm Bill Shetty. You've been listening to Movies in 4K. Grab that subscription so you don't miss one single episode. We'll catch you in the next one.